Today's read, Akata Witch, written by Nedi Okorafor, Chapter 20. I see you. Everything settled. Mud and plants and small trees dropped from the sky. The noise stopped, except for the chitim falling at her feet. The heavy pressure of fear lifted. In its place came a pain in her lower back and a general ache all over her body. Chi-Chi, I'm here, Chi-Chi called. Sunny slipped and fell in the mud twice before she got to the obi. I think he's waking up, Chi-Chi said. Go, find Olu. Sunny stumbled out the back of the obi. Olu was still there with the two children, but everything had changed. They were alive. They looked at her with terrified suspicion as they clutched Olu's chest and leg. Olu! His dark brown skin was covered with mud. His body was so still. Don't hurt him! One of the toddlers screeched, clinging more tightly to Olu as Sunny approached. The child kissed him on the cheek, muddying her lips, and looked fearfully at Sunny. Don't hurt our angel, please! I won't. She softly said, He's my friend. His name is Olu. Olu, the other child said, also kissing Olu. He spit the mud from his lips, wiped Olu's face, and kissed him again. Slowly, Sunny knelt beside the children and felt Olu's face. It was still warm. She touched his chest and felt a strong heartbeat. Thank God, thank God, she sobbed. She whispered his name into his ear and softly shook him. When nothing happened, she kissed his ear and whispered his name again and again. When he still didn't respond, she shook him hard, starting to panic. What? he finally said. His eyes opened and he looked at her. He turned to the toddlers. What hap- What happened? It worked. Sunny nodded, tears in her eyes. He raised his hand and wiped some of the mud from her cheek. She leaned forward and hugged him for a very long time. Can you stand up? She finally asked. Yeah, he said. She nearly had to drag him to his feet. They were dead, he said. As he straightened up, I reversed. Now they live. He laughed and pointed to a huge pile of chitim. I passed out as it was falling, he said. They walked to the obi, the toddlers following close behind. Black Hat brought Akwansu through, she said. He took his own life to do it. She felt a little sick. I... Something happened where I... I don't know, but I sent her back. Olu stared at her for a moment. The old ones sent us for a reason. Sasha was sitting up and rubbing his chest when they entered. Next to him was a pile of vomit, a pool of vomit. When he and Chi-Chi saw Olu and the toddlers, they smiled. Sasha, you okay? Sunny asked. He nodded looked at his vomit and shrugged. She used healing hands powder on my head. 
I guess she finally learned how to make it work too well. Chichi laughed. Well, at least you're alive. Let's gather our chitim. A council vehicle will probably be here soon, Olu said. How are we going to carry all of that? Sunny asked, noticing another pile on the wide path to the gas station earned by Chichi and Sasha, and another in the Obi earned by Chichi when she used whatever juju she'd used on Black Hat. The library council van arrived a half hour later. Sunny laughed. She'd expected at least ten council cars to come running, carrying all the scholars in West Africa. Silly her. Sorry we are so muddy, Olu said apologetically to the driver. The toddlers clung to his legs. No problem, the man said. Been raining. From his accent, Sunny could tell the man was from the Caribbean. Get in, the driver said. No worries, da. Mud ain't paint, you know. In the van, the toddlers refused to leave Olu. They snuggled against him in the back seat and were soon fast asleep. So, your mother told you that charm? Sunny asked Chi-Chi. My mother knew your grandmother, Chi-Chi said, but not very well. Your grandmother visited my mother last night in a vision and gave her the juju that she gave me. My mother called it a bring-back. Only powerful scholars can make one. After they die, they bring it back to someone living, and whoever the juju is worked on will have his worst sins brought back to him, if it is the will of the earth. Classic, Sasha said. Black Hat's sins really did catch up with him. I wonder how the other Ohakovans got those few children out, Chichi said. Black Hat probably killed those Coven members instead, using their lives to further open the way, but their lives probably weren't as effective as the children's. He may have forced them to ingest ten times as much calabash chalk before he killed them, Olu said. The driver stopped at the Aba police station and got out. You, the driver said to Olu, help me bring them in. Let me do all the talking. Olu nodded. As the driver carefully took the boy, Olu carried the girl. They were in the station for half an hour. We were questioned, some Olu said as they drove away. We just told them we found the children wandering near the gas station. I didn't bother trying to explain about being all muddy. Driver, they'll be okay, right? Right as the right kind of rain, the driver said. Pygmy them, resilient little things. Olu had developed an attachment to the children as they had to him. It made sense. He had returned their lives. Sonny patted him on the shoulder. It was for the best. They have to go home to their families. Hope they don't blab about what they saw, Sasha said. Even if they wanted to, they don't have the words to describe it all, really, Chi-Chi said. And who's going to believe what a small child says? Hey, is this going to take us to Leopard Knox, Sunny asked. They turned onto a narrow, bumpy road, flanked by forest on both sides. She could have sworn she saw a blue monkey swing by on a branch. Tis, the driver said blandly. Only a fish of them can enter this way. She watched attentively out the window. 
Minutes later, they approached a wide concrete bridge that ran over the river. Everyone closed their eyes, the driver included. He even let go of the wheel. Sunny kept her eyes open. She considered asking what was going on. Nah, let me just watch, she thought. The moment the car moved onto the bridge, she felt her spirit face pushed forward. It was involuntary. She looked around. Everyone else had changed too. Olu's face was square and bright green. It was decorated with thousands of wiggling in CBD symbols too small for her to read. Sasha had the wooden head of a fierce-looking parrot, his thick beak a bright yellow, and the rest of his head a bright red. She'd already seen Chi-Chi's long, marble-like spirit face. She couldn't see the drivers because he was in front. Then they were over the bridge. She quickly shut her eyes and pretended to be and pretended to open them with everyone else. She looked out of the window, embarrassed and a little guilty. What she viewed was very, very private, but she was glad she did. When they reached the Obi Library, the sun was just coming out. Your chitim be taken to your homes, the driver said flatly. What about mine, Sunny said. My family won't know what it is. It's taken care of, he said. He drove off without saying goodbye. None of them really cared. When they stepped into the library this time, the change was obvious. Though several buckets still collected drops of water, people were walking about quickly and talking excitedly. Some looked agitated and some happy. News traveled fast. Samya jumped up from behind the wetting desk when she saw them. You're here, she shouted. People stared. Samya ran over to them. Come. Again, they were led to the third floor, not the fourth, to Sugar Cream's office. Sugar Cream stood up and hurried over. Samya, she said, get them fresh clothes. Yes, Olga, she said, leaving. What happened, Sugar Cream said. Tell it all to me. It took them a half hour. Samya came with a stack of clothes, setting them on the floor next to Sugar Cream's chair. You four did an excellent job, Sugar Cream said when they finished. And you, Sunny, put the deepest fear into Akwansu. Because of what Black Hat has done, it will be easier for her to return now, and she'll start gathering in the spirit world. So we here in the physical world must also prepare. I've known this time would come, she paused. I will tell your teacher and your mentors about all you did. She stood up and hugged each of them and took Sunny aside. For several moments, Sunny and Sugar Cream looked into each other's eyes. Sunny held her breath but didn't look away. Then Sugar Cream pursed her lips and said, You've proven yourself today in more ways than one, she said. She crossed her arms over her chest and nodded. Okay. Sunny grinned. She finally had a mentor. <laughs>